Hello, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. We're in a series called The Divine Institutions and the Spirit of Lawlessness, which are the two opposites there. We've been seeing that God governs this world. God, who is the source of all authority, governs this world through his divine institutions. And these are the, the seven areas of delegated authority that God places in human beings. And a key part of the order and the peace in our society is that these divine institutions are upheld. And a major key to our success in life is, is discerning God's authority in these divine institutions and honoring that authority and submitting to that, that authority. Our submission is not just directly to God, it's also our submission to his authorities wherever we meet them. And God entrusts a certain amount of authority to us. And so we've been looking at these divine institutions. Romans 13 talks about these uh, and how we are to be subject to all these areas of authority. It says, let every soul, so the divine institutions are for the whole human race, every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God all authority comes from God therefore whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God they, they are actually resisting God and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves it will not go well for them so one of the most important things you can learn in life is the issue of authority and what is true authority, and to submit to that authority. And uh, it, it gets a little complicated because these human authorities are not perfect. They, we're, every, every human being fails is, and sins, and, but nevertheless we are meant to submit to their authority. They, they, it doesn't require them to be perfect. Um, God will count, hold them accountable to how they use their authority. In fact, he'll judge authorities more strictly. It says, to whom more is given, more will be expected. And so don't necessarily be jealous of people in authority because they will be uh, judged more strictly by God uh, than, than those with less authority. Uh, and so last time we, we saw the different realms of authority. We started doing that. The first one is free will. We, we all have authority over ourselves, over our own life, and we are responsible to God how we use our free will. <coughs> Number two, we saw there was the, the realm of work, and there is authority issues in, in our workplace. Um, number three, the third one that was introduced was the uh, marriage between a man and a woman, as modeled by Adam and Eve. Uh, number four, is family, because that's because they have children, now they form this family unit. And all of these first four areas we covered, they all happened before the fall. They all happened before sin came into the world to mess things up. Uh, and so these are the, the productive divine institutions. Um, and they are the major source of blessing in the world. Uh, and Next, we have two more divine institutions uh, which actually have a, a more negative purpose because once the fall happens and sin is released in the world, now 
uh, without a divine, the divine institutions that we're going to look at next, which is government, human government, and the nation state, the, this sin and evil would spread and take over the world. And so God has to bring in breaks, restraints on evil um, that, that help keep society in order despite the fall. So we're going to get to those next two later. But first of all, I just want to talk in more detail about the spirit of lawlessness. We saw that the meaning of lawlessness is not just transgression. Just transgression is disobeying the law, the law of God. Lawlessness is, is more than that. It's rebellion. It's, it is the spirit that seeks to overturn the authority, to destroy the authority, to undermine the authority itself. And uh, it will often use failures by the authority as, as an excuse to try and destroy the authority. That's the spirit of lawlessness because it comes from the person who does not want to submit to God's authority and they want to be their own God. So lawlessness actually begin, and this is something we need to discern wherever we see it because it's toxic. And it's toxic to our spiritual lives. And we need to understand we either submit to the divine institutions and submit to God or we, we take in the spirit of lawlessness that's in the world, which is toxic. Lawlessness began with Lucifer's rebellion. And the, in fact, that's the essence of Satan's nature because he rebelled against God's authority, God's law. God was actually a perfect, generous authority, but Lucifer still found, found, found fault with God. And he envied God and the fact that God had authority and the inequality that that meant, that God had all the authority in the worship. And, and you know, Lucifer didn't like that. And so he pretended he wanted to make all the angels equal, but really he wanted to be the highest authority and have the rule and the worship over the angels instead of God. And so he wanted to overthrow God's authority and replace it with his own authority, his own kingdom. And he asserted his will over God's will, saying, I will not submit to your authority, but I establish myself as an independent authority. And, and what we see in that uh, original sin there is, is the essence of sin, the essence of lawlessness, the rejection of of divine authority. That's what it's all about, the rejection of God's boundaries, to refuse to be under authority. We read about that in Isaiah 14. Uh, God says, how you are fallen from heaven. And, and, and that, that rejection of authority results that he was cast out of heaven like lightning. How you're fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you're cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you've said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne, my authority above the stars of God, above the angels. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, and I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. And never underestimate the power and the toxicity of the spirit of lawlessness, because I don't know how many angels there are, let's say a trillion. He was able to persuade a third of a trillion Angels who were living under perfect divine government, under perfect blessing. To, and they, he persuaded them to follow him in his rebellion. Uh, and that's in Re Revelation 12.4. A third of them fell with him to their eternal destruction. And so this is not something to play with, this spirit of lawlessness. 
and and it is the very nature of satan to overthrow god's authority and then in the garden of eden uh, satan was able to infect the human race with the same virus of lawlessness in, in genesis 3 the serpent said to the woman you'll not surely die in other words god will not enforce his law there'll be no consequences if you sin for god knows that in the day that you eat of it the day that you sin you reject his authority your eyes will be opened and you will be like god knowing good and evil you can become your own god cast off god's authority uh, and become be you'll be your own god you can decide for yourself what's right and wrong what's good and what's evil uh, you can define your own life and he persuaded man with this lie that all will be well if we just to reject God's authority, that's the problem. That's what's restraining your life, God's authority. If you reject God's boundaries and his authority, everything will be fine. Be your own authority. Define who you are. Define what's right and wrong. Define your own identity and your destiny. Take your life into your own hand. That's the lie. And the key issue for every man and woman is do you accept God's right over you or do you want to assert and define your own identity and life? Do you want to be your own God? Do you love the truth that you were created by God and you belong to him or do you embrace the lie that you are just evolved by chance? You can define yourself. Well, that's the key issue. Uh, but Adam submitted to Satan's lie and rejected God's authority that's the very heart of sin and so that the very fall of man is the rejection in in the heart of divine authority of the principle of submission to God of God's right to rule our life making ourselves our own God and that's the essence of lawlessness that's what's behind sin and that leads to transgression to the act of disobedience but it's what happens in the heart that is the lawlessness and so this gave Satan now authority over Adam because he submitted to Satan's spirit and when it, wherever you submit to the spirit of lawlessness that's where Satan has a foothold in your life and so when man sinned lawlessness that sin nature came into man's being into his flesh and so we all have an issue in our flesh with authority because we were all born in sin so we all have to deal with this thing called lawlessness this thing that doesn't doesn't want to accept God's authority uh, in our flesh and if it wasn't for God's work in our hearts we would all be sons of lawlessness we would all be under the dominion of darkness because in our fallen nature in our flesh we cannot submit to God we're enemies of God by nature but thank God for Jesus hallelujah when we accepted him he recreated our spirit and we have God's spirit in us so now walking in the spirit we can overcome that nature of the flesh but we always have that potential for lawlessness if Satan can stir up our flesh and activate that lawlessness in our lives and that's what he's trying to do to get access to us 
And so we want to have a few look at a few scriptures on lawlessness to really understand it and discern it. Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, so they claim to be under God's authority, not all of them will enter the kingdom of heaven. By definition, you see, to be in the kingdom of God, citizens, uh, you, requires you to submit to his authority. But he says, the ones who are truly submitted to God's authority and under his authority will show it in their lives. He says, only those who do the will of my Father in heaven. So the mark of a believer, he's recognized by the fact that he is submitted in his heart to God's authority. Doesn't mean he's perfect, but in his heart he recognizes, he submits to God's authority, and that's then expressed by doing the will of God in his life. He's not saved by his works, okay, but if you have a saving faith, it will be revealed in your obedience. Saving faith includes submission to God's authority. He goes on and says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in my name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? They're appealing to their works. Uh, they're trusting in themselves, really, for salvation. And then, Jesus said, I'll declare to them, I never knew you. They were never born again in the first place. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And the word here, sometimes translated iniquity, is lawlessness, without law. They, that is the characteristic of an unbeliever, their lack of submission to God and his word and his law. They reject his authority and his divine, in, in some ways, divine, his divine institutions. And the lawless will be judged. It says that in Matthew 13, 40. As the tares are gathered, that represents unbelievers, are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out of his angels and gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. And notice, those who practice lawlessness, and he will cast them into the furnace of fire. And so lawlessness is in the heart, and then it's expressed in the practice of sin. And the key verse is 1 John 3, 4. It says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. In other words, the very nature, the very essence of sin is lawlessness, the rejection of God's authority. And that results in you committing lawlessness. And, and so that's the, it's, it goes to the very nature of what sin is. We must protect our heart from all lawlessness. And, and that means being very careful around lawless people because we can get infected with the virus that they're carrying of lawlessness. So 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked. Don't be closely joined with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. So lawlessness is the opposite of righteousness and it's infectious. So he says, if you bind yourself too closely to it, you will catch it yourself. The Hebrews says, we must love righteousness and hate lawlessness. You must hate it. And that's the key to receiving God's blessing and his joy. It says about Christ that he has loved righteousness, loved it, and, he, and hates lawlessness. You can't be neutral. Therefore God, your God, he says, has anointed you with the oil of joy more than your companions. And so 
Christ hates lawlessness. If you belong to Christ, you should hate lawlessness too. And Christ came to redeem us from lawlessness. Uh, Titus tells us that uh, look that we look for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. And um, the next key scripture really is, is so important for the times we live in. In Matthew twenty four twelve, Jesus said that the increase of lawlessness in the world is one of the major signs that we're living in the end times. And, and in, indeed, that's what's happening right now. We need to understand the spiritual currents going on in the world, that we don't get caught up in them. Because the Bible says that this lawlessness, uh, w- w- which is spiritually dangerous, will increase uh, at, in the end. Uh, it will come to its climax in the tribulation, the time of the Antichrist, who's called the man of lawlessness. And um, so the time leading up to the tribulation, which, which we're living in right now, we will see these forces at work and increasing and coming into more manifestation. That's exactly what we see. Jesus talked about this uh, in verse 12. He said, because lawlessness, he said, will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Very significant verse. He says, in the end times, lawlessness, the rejection of divine law, the rejection of the divine institutions, will abound. And that's the word for multiply. It will multiply like a virus. Uh, Like a virus which this spirit of lawlessness is looking for new hosts to infect and then spread itself even further. So if you get too close in heart to a lawless person, you'll catch that spirit. And, and he says, in the world it will multiply so that it will become the norm rather than the exception. And he says, as a result of this lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. And this word for love is agave. This is God's love. The love that God puts in the human heart, it says that love will grow cold. In other words, the effect of lawlessness is toxic to the work of God in your heart, if you embrace it. It will produce hatred in you. Lawless people become full of hatred against God and especially against authorities. But hatred takes over the hardening of the heart and it makes the heart cold to God. And he says that it will spread and it will affect even believers in the end times. It has the power to extinguish the work of God in your life. And uh, people who embrace lawlessness become angry, haters. Uh, and they, and they, they are deceived into it because they are feeling this righteous indignation. But actually, that is just anger directed against authorities. And it's part of the lawlessness. It's already anger against God even. You see, God is the source of all love. And his authority flows from love. So when Satan rejected God and his authority, he cut himself off from God's love, from the source of love. And so Satan became full of hatred. And he hates all people. And that's why the spirit of lawlessness is, is also comes with hatred. And it makes the heart cold. So it's really toxic. It's infectious and it's dangerous. 
We must learn to recognize it and stand against it. Uh, and living in the end times means we are exposed to that spirit of lawlessness in the world. When you see riots and, and, and you know, criminal acts being committed and homes being burnt down in the riots, that's lawlessness at work. Now, certain types of, um, you know, going on the streets can be valid. If there's a social injustice and you make a peaceful uh, demonstration, that's absolutely valid. Um, Martin Luther King is the famous one for that. But what happens is lawless people will take that as a righteous cover for their lawless activity and use that as an excuse to attack the authority, to overturn authority, to try and burn the, the whole house down uh, and to mock authority. And that's the spirit of lawlessness at work. And, it, and, it, and it's based on the belief that the authority is the problem. Yes, sometimes authority is wrong and it needs to be corrected and held to account, but lawlessness seeks to use that to destroy the authority itself. Lawlessness rejects God, the source of all authority. And, um, and so the ultimate manifestation of lawlessness, which has happened in the last 100 years plus, 150 years, and is manifested particularly through various communistic states, where God is rejected and total, the divine institutions are crushed and there is no freedom because there's a totalitarian state. Um, that brings great evil and loss of, of freedom. And the, the whole world is heading to experiencing that on a global scale under the Antichrist. It says in Daniel 11 that, that this Antichrist, the king, will do what, according to his own will, He'll be lawless. He'll be exalt and magnify himself against every god, shall speak blasphemies against the god of gods. He'll reject the authority of God and will prosper until the wrath has been accomplished. And so the Antichrist will be the lawless one. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says, Let no one deceive you and by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away or the departure, which I believe is the rapture, comes first. And then after the rapture, it's the man of sin... But literally, it's the man of lawlessness. This is the nature of the Antichrist. He'll be the embodiment of lawlessness. Just as Jesus is the embodiment of righteousness. The man of sin will be revealed. The man of lawlessness revealed. The son of perdition. That means he's destined to be judged. He opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And he makes himself world dictator. He takes all power to himself. He denies God. He makes people take the mark of the beast, which they must worship him and reject God. Um, and that's Satan's plan, to have a global, one-world government under the Antichrist. And it will be lawlessness, because it totally rejects the law of God. It will reject human free will. Every man will be forced to submit and worship the Antichrist. It will be like North Korea on a global scale. And then it says, and now you know what's restraining this from happening. What's holding this back? this spirit of lawlessness, that he may be revealed in his own time. And, and what is restraining him is the Holy Spirit through the church. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, next time when we come to the seventh divine institution is the church. 
The Holy Spirit through the church is holding that lawlessness back through your prayers, through your proclamation, um, through the spiritual authority exercised by the church, holds back that spirit, that mystery, it says, the mystery of lawlessness is already, um, sorry, you know what is restraining him, that's the church, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness, the spirit of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains, he's holding it back, will do so until he's taken out of the way. And that's talking about the rapture. When the church is taken out of the way, then it says, uh, once the brakes are taken off him, the lawless one, so there he is again, the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. And so right now there's a spiritual battle going on. There's God who is the source of all authority, and the Spirit of God is drawing people to submit to God and honor his authorities. And then there's the spirit of lawlessness that wants to destroy God's authority and cause us to rebel against God's authority. And so lawlessness is the very defining characteristic of the Antichrist because he is possessed by Satan. And so to be submitted to God, we must be submitted to his government in the earth through the divine institutions. James says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You see, if we humble ourselves under God's authority, we will receive grace. But when we are proud, when we are resisting God's authority, then we, God resists us. Therefore, he says, submit to God. How do you submit to God? Yes, directly, but also by submitting to his delegated authorities, wherever you find them, in the family, in marriage, in the government, and so forth. As we submit in the workplace, as we submit to God, now we're able to resist the devil. We can resist the spirit of lawlessness, and he will flee from you. He will flee from you, but you have to be submitted to God. That's the first thing. And so... We are going to pick up here next time and look at the next two divine institutions that God has set in place to, um, to restrain evil in the earth and to create an orderly world in which we can live and thrive. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And the vision of this ministry is really to, to spread the in-depth teaching of the Word of God as far and wide as possible. And we are so grateful for those who, who have helped us in this way, financially and with your prayers. It really makes a huge difference that we can get the Word of God out on different platforms and spread it across the world, even in different languages. Thank you so much for all your help. Thank you for watching. Join with us at Oxford Bible Church every Sunday at 11am Greenwich Mean Time for our live stream service or join us at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can watch more of our teachings on our Roku channel and Derek Walker's YouTube channel. All Derek Walker's books are available in printed and Kindle versions in all Amazons worldwide or online with other great products where you can also support our programs at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.